Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. IvyTech.edu. They were listening. They called in. They get a whole week. By the way, the amount of people who are like, I can't believe you actually did that, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not do the things? Look, if, 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 if we're not in it to, to try weird things, to do things, to engage conversations, what the hell's our point? Just another guy screaming about this, that, and the other? That's not my style. I think we know each other long enough now to know that that isn't the way we work. But my conversation with Sue Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech, was really interesting. And the full interview will be available as well. We've been sharing parts of it. This, this is where it started to get fascinating. Because this will start and end with a conversation about diversity. Ooh, diversity. She's got a much different view of the conversation and tries a real distancing from the insanity that we see on college campuses. But she doesn't have a distancing from the idea. It's very interesting to listen to. That's how this book ends. But the real thrust here was a conversation about men. Men and universities, men and college, men and graduation. Do men graduate? And as she sees it, the purpose of Ivy Tech, the purpose of a university, is to serve those students. And we start by talking about the pressures that get felt from students who think they know what's best. But my question was to the idea of the pressures that come from the outside. I don't disagree with you about, you know, as you describe mission and, and, and how you connect. And certainly the, the affordability conversation of Ivy Tech is an extremely real one and, and a valuable one. But this was more of a look at what we see news-wise. Do, how does a place like Ivy Tech deal with those uh, ki- kinds of things how uh, when when you have students who who believe uh who maybe come in and maybe believe that you know this is the way it should work even though they're they're new to the school or students who believe that this should should be allowed or shouldn't be allowed those kinds of social things that is a big part of what we're seeing on the university side rightly or wrongly we're seeing it does, does Ivy Tech ever engage those things does it have to deal with those things and and how as as president of a university do you explain this to the students I think our culture um, is something that's very special. And we, you know, so diversity, equity, belonging, that is who we are. We accept everyone in our institution. We are inclusive. Um, We don't spend a lot of time on uh, worrying about what the outside world is saying. If you do your work well, if you have your mission focused, if you're serving your students, serving employers, um, meeting the needs that are out there, I don't think you have to be overly distracted by these other things. I can tell you, um, I, I, my team and I keep focused on how do we serve students and how do we make sure that what we do is aligned with 
what the communities in which we live need. And again, 93% of our students are going to stay right here. There's not a lot of reason for us to get distracted by things happening nationally. What I do want to be very attentive to is what's happening in Indiana. What are we needing to help Hoosiers succeed and help Indiana communities prosper? And when we do that together, good things happen. Talking to Dr. Sue Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech Community College. Of course, campuses all around the state of Indiana. It is Indiana's community college. Um, We will have another conversation another day about uh, DEI and and how it how it plays out. Uh, But you talked about your uh, graduates and the people graduate 93 percent stay. How did that how do those graduates break down? Is it is it mostly men? Is it is it mostly women? Yeah. So if you know anything about higher education, it's about higher education overall is about 60, 40, 60 percent female, 40 percent male today. Um, We are about 56 percent female, 44 percent, usually like 43. And there's one percent who won't tell us. But it is uh, we are fairly close to 50, 50. And we believe that's important. In fact, for me. I want to make sure that as many young men, men are coming to post-secondary as women, we all need post-secondary, right? We don't want to leave anybody behind. Uh, In terms of serving the state, uh, we look a lot like the demographics of the state, right? African-American, Hispanic, uh, all the diversity that you would hope to see in a community college. And we continue to strive to improve and make sure that we are not leaving anyone behind. Traditional age students, adult learners, single parents, you know, the single mom with three kids. We need to be that place where everyone can come back. So we're two thirds part time, which, you know, sometimes people think when they're thinking post-secondary that every student is 18 or 19 or 20 years old and going full time, no. In fact, that's actually the minority nationally. But community college is where you see that adult learner who comes after work in addition to, you know, having children to care for or other dependents. And we have to be the place that can flex to meet that adult learner's uh, needs to succeed. So so when you bring up the, the percentages, men and women, going to, to Ivy mm-hmm. Tech, Okay, I'm asking about graduates. Who graduates from, from Ivy Tech and then goes into that workforce? That that same demographic, right? It's the that same. Uh, well, it'll be very close, very close. You know, we are, our goal is to have uh, no disparity in terms of outcomes, but it is very close and happy to get those exact numbers to you. But we will complete over 40,000 credentials a year, right? For our students who will then graduate and go out into the workforce. Um, That is about 10,000 of those roughly will be associate degrees. The rest of them will be all those other shorter term credentials and certifications that help them to achieve their career goals. So uh, it is graduating is the reason we we bring people in, right? We want them to enroll, uh, be retained, and then complete in the program that will get them a great career. I'm going to 
one more step in this part of the conversation and, and then move on to some other topics. Um, do you think that that universities as a whole uh, are, are built in that 50-50 model um, in terms of the uh, attracting men to schools and men to graduate? You brought up men specifically in your conversation. Mm-hmm. Or is there, in, in your view, for all the talk of the quote-unquote diversity conversations that exist out there, uh, is there on this subject a total lack of of recognition that um, that maybe there's been a push to exclude men in this conversation about higher education and certainly uh, the, the need for graduation? You know, I don't think there's been any push to exclude anyone. Um, I think as time has gone on and, and look, Tony, I'll talk about when I started college. Right. It was just the opposite. I was a female engineer. I was one of 10%, right, of engineering students who were female at Purdue back in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, It's still more male than female in engineering, still, you know, 50 years later. In engineering. Um, But as we look at higher ed, I think women got the picture that you needed something post-secondary to be successful in career and life and, and be able to be self-sufficient. Um, and they went, they went. Men have, I can't tell them all the reasons why they did what they did, but there were options for men, whether it was more physical labor or other things that didn't require a post-secondary credential, which gave them options that maybe were not as open to women at the time. Today, there is no doubt that we need to have as many men, as many African-American men, as many Hispanic men, as many uh, of every uh, background, every ethnicity uh, to be coming to post-secondary. We need everyone uh, to have that post-secondary credential. So we are working deliberately to try to increase the number of men in nursing and the more and the number of women in IT, right? We want diversity in every field of study and we want to make sure that we are open access and welcoming to all. That brought in another diversity conversation. I'll get to that tomorrow. Ivy Tech Week continues. IvyTech.edu. My thanks to Dr. Sue Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech, 